You, you know, you know what I think about uh, uh, toiling. Yeah. Fuck toiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... Hey everyone, we're we're in another episode of AI for Dummies, and we've got a guest here, Boris, and and of course Will. So, Boris, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing well. So we met a few weeks ago at Design Hotels was hosting events. So Marco does events for companies, including offsites. So we work with a lot of cool hotel partners. So you were there and they had a bunch of hoteliers that were kind of mixing, mingling, talking about their their various kind of hotels. It was in New York and you were there and you were drawing people's illustrations. So towards the end of the night, um, I was one of the kind of, there's still a, a group of folks left and I sat down and we started having a conversation and you drew an illustration of me, but you also shared a bit about kind of who you were, the fact that the illustration company was actually your business and it was a great conversation. And we had just started this podcast really kind of maybe a couple weeks, maybe a week or so before that. So I was like, wow, this is really interesting. We have a creative here, an illustrator who, um, and we talked about AI briefly. And I was like, well, do you want to come on the podcast? And you said, fuck it, why not? And so, so here we are. Here so, we are. Uh, so I'd love to just start off by, you know, who are you, Boris? Um, kind of where do you live? What's your, what's your kind of life story? I, I came to the U.S. in 1991, um, in November of 1991. And then like in January or December or something, like just a few weeks later, the Soviet Union collapsed. So the country I am from no longer exists. Yeah. Wow. And I, and I lived in New York ever since. Yeah. So you moved straight from Kiev to, to yes. New York. Yeah. Got it. Um, and you're an illustrator. So uh, how did you how did you get into illustration kind of art? What was your journey? So uh, my journey is that um, as a little kid, I would draw. I would love it. You know, some I guess you know whatever whoever was around me saw some potential. Uh, uh, told me to keep going. Um, everyone draws when they're young. That's actually true. Everyone does. Kind everybody of draw. everybody draws, and then at some point that's they interesting. Get, yeah. They get discouraged, or someone tells them to you know they're not good enough, so they stop. Um, Did that happen to you at any point? Did you ever get discouraged? No. Well, I, at some point, I was I was a little bit you know. Not sure if this was the you know the right path for me, mostly because I didn't know if I could make it work, uh, yeah. Like like as a career, got it. Um, but but in general, like I was always, you know, I I, I stayed with it. Like I was encouraged the whole way. Um, I think there's a couple of things in my brain that helped me kind of elevate from uh, other like other people, other other uh, other artists. Um, but in general. You know, I just kind of like practice, practice, practiced, and yeah. most most drawing is like typing. No one's good at it at first. You you know, but but drawing from life is is like a rote memorization kind of skill that anyone can learn. Yeah, um, I think, or m most anyone can learn. Um, but anyway, I was always doodling. I was always like asking people, you know, tell me what you want me to draw, and then I would draw it. Um, continued on. Uh, went to like specialized like public art high schools in in okay. uh, art high school in, in in New York. Went to college for kind of conceptual art um, at Cooper Union, where they beat the okay. illustration out of me. Really? Yeah, yeah. It what is like, what does that mean, conceptual art? Conceptual art basically, like, you know, they train you for like the Chelsea art scene. Like okay, like like drawing realistic stuff is basically frowned on. 
Um, it's like more modern, postmodern. Post postmodern. Post postmodern. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Everything has to be like sort of referencing art history. You're supposed to. It, it. Okay. So basically, it's the difference between like art as in you draw a pretty picture, and art as a uh, a philosophy that is tangentially visual, where you are creative, and you use whatever tools are at your disposal to create interdisciplinary and um, uh, um, interdisciplinary um, um, experiences that may or yeah. may not be like art. But you know, you're supposed to kind of, in the modern sense of the word, you're supposed to create an artistic persona uh, and and make it original and make it reference everything that came before you and all your contemporaries. Yeah. And it, it could it could be, you know, if you could make it sell, you could be making a sandwich every day, and that counts. Yeah. Hard to describe. Well, that is going to be interesting when you talk yeah. about tools and, and basically yeah. this notion of not just, hey, I'm going to create a picture that looks good yeah. or yeah. accurate. But, and rather... you're, but, but you're saying you you that you didn't vibe with that necessarily. That's not... So, so I, I, I kind of did... It, the art market is is like a pretty it's a pretty awesome place and that that's where like a lot of the kind of revolutionary um uh, uh, philosophical stuff is happening yeah but um economically it's basically like i always say that it's like it's a um a pyramid scheme at the bottom and a money laundering scheme up top. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I've it, seen the Twitter threats about the laundering schemes up top. Oh yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's like it's like what better way to like launder you know Russian oligarch money than to just like you know spend it on some like paintings of like some some you know bullshit artist that you pump up for the sake of like hiding your stash, hiding your money. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's there's a lot of that going on, and it happens with. You know the very like top of the top of the food chain blue chip artists, and and they they're the ones making like a tremendous amount of money. Yeah. And 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 everybody underneath, or most people underneath, are just like kind of struggling. They have to like have you know kind of like day jobs to make things work and yeah, you know, or or marry rich. You know, <laughs> well, that's the goal. It's always uh, the dream. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, uh, uh, after after art school, I tried to make it in the um, gallery scene. Um, it kind of was not working super well. I, uh, the best thing that I was doing was like self funding uh, with with a buddy of mine, like a, uh, a creative project where we did like street like art um, that gathered you know a good amount of attention but afterwards after about 10 years of kind of plugging away at it i was like you know what um i i have this kind of dead end day job that pays yeah. the bills um i'm not making art uh let me just dive in try to make art and see where it gets me and that turned into like starting this company where we do artistic services for events yeah yeah and how long ago was that? Um, going on almost ten years. Wow. Okay. Wow. Oh. So ten. So you you were trying. I mean, a, a lot of my friends in, in the art game, or you know, in um, acting and that sort of thing, yeah. where they're plugging away for for a while, and then so for you, you you tangentially moved, and you said, "Cool, let's try out kind of this 
art for events essentially did it start to work immediately or how did it no no so what happened was i kind of had this epiphany i needed to quit my day job i needed to make art i didn't know how i knew i was like good at some stuff and i could learn the rest um and then i what i wanted to do was political cartoons for newspapers that's what we were talking about. I remember. Yeah, we were talking about you want to do political cartoons. Yeah, yes. But I, I want to. This do is it. where the politics talk from before the pod. Oh. Kind of the interest comes. I see it now. Oh, my God. There's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, can of worms. Um, I wanted to do political cartoons at a time when all the newspapers were going under during the recession. And the first job to get cut was a political cartoonist. Mm. So there was just like no work. So not out. good timing for that. Yeah, and also my my you know uh, leaning is left. Yeah, and there's about nine, uh, or you know, <laughs> the breakdown is nine liberal cartoonists, cartoonists for every one conservative. So it would have been better if you were conservative. <laughs> it would be a, a lot better if I was conservative because I could get a lot more traction and a lot easier employment. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like. You know, like like train my brain to like make you know, uh, like Republican talking points into like, you know, cutesy cartoons. Yeah. So so that was a little bit of a dead end. But um, it's same- funny how we, don't, we definitely don't want to go down a politics rabbit hole. But Why it's not? funny how different mediums <laughs> have different. Like I didn't know political cartoons lean so far left. I would have had no idea. We were just talking about talk radio leans right. Yeah. But I'd say podcasts lean left. It's, it's, well, it depends on the podcast. So, uh, okay, so you started uh, doing you started doing doing this for events, and then yeah. and then what happened? Uh, so yeah, I was I was doing a bunch of different things. I was trying to like just try to like make a living as an artist, and I didn't know how or what. Um, the first like six months of being out there was like brutal. Yeah, like really depressing. You know, go, like burning through my savings not getting hits, just kind of like begging someone to let me work for them for free almost. Um, and then, um, a f- you know, my friends saw my political cartoons I was just putting out on like Flickr and, and stuff. And um, they, uh, you know, like I was getting kind of good at them. Um, and so someone recommended me for, you know, to their friend who had like a, an events business. And I got to do a rich person's party uh, where I drew the guests. And I bombed. I did such did a bad job, uh, but it paid, you know, kind of well. <laughs> and I was like, shit, you know, like I, I blew my chance to like to to draw like you know uh, uh, the the owner of um, Guilt, you know. Oh wow, like, Guilt yeah. Group. Like she was at the party, yeah, yeah, and she kept being like, no, this isn't good. Do it again. Like, and like, it wasn't good there. It wasn't good. No, I, I did it. I did it bad. <laughs> it wasn't just her. She it was, it was. But it it like stayed with me. I was like, I could do this. Yeah, I know I can do this. I could. You know, I, I could have this failure as my springboard to my success. And so, um, yeah, I just I just kind of started it, um, wanted to do more events. And then it just kind of grew from there, you know, at a certain point, like, you know, uh, uh, two clients wanted me the same day and I couldn't be there. And I was like, ah, what can I do? I could hire a buddy of mine from art school. Oh. And so, I you know, I, I, I went that route and I realized... You know, it's a terrible idea to hire your friends because they're a bunch of you know potheads that won't won't show up and will make you look bad. So I, you know, I, I started finding people like you know in and around New York, just kind of like finding people whose work I liked, uh, building on that, and um, uh, also just building out like the range of services that we offer. 
based on like what I enjoyed doing and what kind of like made the most sense financially, dropping things that didn't work. Yep. And, and over the last couple of years, just kind of turning it into a little bit of an agency where we have artists, calligraphers, uh, you know, and wh whatever else we're going to do in the next year with, that I don't even know in every major market in North America. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of times um, marketing agencies or marketing departments of um, companies will reach out to us and hire us to do, you know, we just did like two big um, activations all around North America for like Pandora and Mew Mew. Very cool. It was like a really crazy like, couple of couple. And weeks. how many people did you have at those? Um, it was because you had a couple of people when I was even at the design hotel. Yeah, event. it was it was it was me and another another artist Anne, who just got married a couple of days ago. Congrats, Anne. Congrats, Anne. Congrats, Anne. Uh, Cheers yeah. to you, Anne. <laughs> Cheers to you. Um, and uh, we had um, seven events for Pandora, and we had uh, seven events for Mew Mew. So like eight artists total for Mew Mew. Um, it was all just kind of like within like the same, you know, 48 hours kind of thing. Yeah. It, some, some Most of the time, like we're just sitting around, you know, I'm sitting around answering emails. And then sometimes it's like that, that Breaking Bad scene where Walter White has to have the Nazis kill like 11 people in three jails in 10 minutes. <laughs> it sounds intense. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds intense. <laughs> fun. So how many, so you work in multiple markets. How many folks work kind of? Um, on your broader team? Um, it's tricky because a lot of times we find people for the events that we haven't worked with yet. Got it. So a lot of what we're doing right now is just sort of building out our Rolodex uh, so that we have people we really like that we can call on in those markets. And they're vetted. So they're vetted, you know. exactly. That's, exactly. That's, that's, we they don't pull a, pull a you at guilt group. They don't pull a... <laughs> they come to the event. Ho and hopefully they... not. Hopefully not. Yeah. yeah. And what else? So you're doing drawings of people. Mm -hmm. You mentioned calligraphy. What yeah. would you be calligraphying? Uh, so a lot of... So I don't we... know if that's a word, but... calligraphy ing. -ing. It's bad because my mom calligraphers. Yeah. Calligraphies. Sorry, mom. So a lot of that... Uh, so, you know, sometimes it's called marquage. Sometimes it's called calligraphy. Um, or different services but sometimes for some clients they want uh, uh, someone in the store to personalize something you know it could be uh, a gift it could be uh, an item that people are buying so like you know uh, someone buys a purse like a you know a thousand dollar purse and they want like their initials on it and so it's yeah. it's for, you know our job to find someone who is really really great at font Make sure that they're comfortable with the materials. Send them out there and um, create, you know, beautiful personalization for people who are doing that. So it, a lot of it is uh, what in marketing uh, is called. Um, oh God. Uh, well, I mean, activations or experiential marketing, yeah. whereby you're 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 basically creating an experience for clients or guests at events, which ultimately endears your clients to the brand. Yeah. Because if you create a beautiful personal personalized memento that for people who will love this item, every time they look at that thing, they see the little branding or they see the item itself and they remember how great of it was for the brand to gift them something like that. So it, it really I think it, it you know that that is the um So would you do stuff in the style of 
I'm looking, I've got your Instagram pulled up and you just saying that makes me think like the style of this one different than the style of this one. And do you try to match things to the brand? Like, would you get hired and they tell you, you know, we want things to look a certain way if you want personalized drawings of everyone. So definitely that, um, you're pointing, you know, you're, you're, you, right now, you're you're actually uh, pointing to two different things. One is just an artist who is doing their thing. The other is my personal work, where I train myself to work in the style of Al Hirschfeld. Got one. it. Okay, who, who cool. Is like, who is the you know who's like the this uh, one right here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so the idea for that was to just like mimic an actual artist as a uh, an ask. Like that was the the job. You know, the client like asked me if I could do this, and I was like, oh. This sounds really fun. You could like slide through that. Um, this sounds really, really fun. Oh, that one's cool. And and um, that's like Mad Men vibes. To me. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, and Al Hirschfeld is like the guy who uh, who 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 um, did the New York Times, like all the the leisure opera theater um, illustrations for like a yeah. hundred years. So he's like just super famous. I, I did a, a crap job mimicking his style, but I got a little close. And so they were super happy with it. That's all that matters. And it was just like a fun assignment for me. Um, in general, my philosophy with my company, Drawn Together NYC, is to, uh, especially for portraits. Drawn and, Together NYC. Though. Drawn Together NYC. Yes. Uh, uh, we're awesome. Yeah, well, I can attest. <laughs> um, so for f- our, our our main thing that we do is portraits and fashion sketches uh we do them by hand drawing and painting or digitally illustrating guests at events my philosophy is just to hire really talented artists and let them do what they're great at which means showcasing individual portfolios and letting clients look at those portfolios and decide if the 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 people that we want to present to them are the right fit for their event yeah that way you know Every artist doesn't have to necessarily be pigeonholed into working a certain way. They have a little bit of freedom. They're already, you know, we hire really talented people, so they're already they're already really great. We just want to make sure that it's the right fit for the client. Very cool. That is very cool. Let's talk about AI. Practically zero, my experience. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm like um, I'm aware of it. Um, I enjoy seeing like uh, things that pop up on Twitter about what people are using, you know, some of the, you know, the, the new stuff coming on, like uh, chat uh, GPT and like, you know, mid journey and the, yeah. and, and like uh, how people are kind of mixing and matching different little programs are coming on just like in the last few weeks. Yeah, for and sure. Just creating like unbelievable stuff. And, you know, I'm trying to like picture where it's going to go and what's around the next corner. A little bit how it affects me, but the most I've done is like, you know, kind of started asking Bard questions yeah. now and then. Yeah. Uh, That's what I do, though, because Bard just recently, so that, was, that must have been recent. One thing we might do is Al Hirschfield is maybe do a prompt. I've already got him queued up. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. So, yeah. so but you know, I guess yeah. you generally, you have used it a bit, and but you haven't, you're yeah. certainly not. Um, I'm, gen- yeah, I'm you're generally interested. You're AI curious. You're in the right place. This is AI for dummies. Dude, yeah. I actually we want to frame dummies. a phrase called AI curious. Like what's your, you're like, yeah. oh, I'm actually AI curious. And yeah. so I think that is funny. That is funny. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're funny, dude. 
At <laughs> That's least a one comment, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so AI curious. What's like the t- what's the talk among the illustrators and artists? You know, like are people AI curious or are they kind no, of they're, shunning they're it? Or? AI scared shitless. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, and how does that manifest? If you talk about it, they're like, don't talk about this. Or so, what? so one thing is, you know, a couple months ago there was that little, um, you know, brouhaha about how um, a bunch of artists' work was being fed into a yes. a library and then you know basically their work was sort of sampled Getty create... images was the the well that was one of the instances where the logo was there and you had a bunch of artists that had contributed and they weren't getting royalties perhaps I mean there's a bunch of them that's right. the whole concept of it generally. right right I, I don't yeah or, or rather it was it was sort of like similar to like Cambridge Analytica you know people's artwork was being used maybe under false pretenses and then it was monetized uh as like you know ai generated artwork for clients so they so artists were unwittingly supporting um a system that was then being monetized to um rip them off yeah to to work in their style makes sense which is scary as hell yeah um, and, and there's like a big like boycott AI movement um, in social media amongst like most of the artists. That really? Are, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. Well, there is with the screenwriters, right? Or they're specifically asking. Oh, I knew about sense. the I didn't know about the screenwriters. Yeah. I knew. Oh, yeah. The whole LA screenwriters, uh, they are on strike. And my friend lives out there. He's an actor. And he's like, oh, they're going on strike. But then part of the ask to the studios was you need to, you need to uh, regulate or just fully limit AI because they're screenwriters, so obviously there's a big risk. But it turned into a general strike. To to I mean, we can pull up some news. So the so part of their ask is don't use these language models to help write scripts or something like that. Correct. As the writers, correct. Because I even wonder of the illustrators and and uh, in the movie industry, like that seems even more um, totally. Like you're seeing these, like we were talking about before it started the. Uh, now I'm blanking on who's Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. like concept Wes Anderson movie concepts made with illustrations on YouTube that look exactly like it would be a Wes Anderson trailer, and someone's just run it through mm-hmm. Mid Journey or whatever to make the different screens. No, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. I guess there's if two components to it. One is the royalty, what you're mentioning, right? So how are you compensating if you're leveraging someone's work? But Al Hirschford, did you pay Al Hirschford or did you? That I, was, did, I did not. Exactly, right? So then there's the well, notion. He's, he's dead, but I'm exactly. Sure he's well, so is Wes Anderson. So then there's. Wes Anderson's not dead, bro. Oh, is he not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. We're going we're to cut that out. <laughs> no, we're, we're leaving that in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but the culture. But, but no, but so is Wes Anderson, would he be getting paid if you did? No. That's that. That's where it's complex, right? Because I think artists leverage other artists, I think, pretty all, all the time. All the time. All the time. Exactly. I think I think that's that's the that's the rub of it, and so ultimately, I have an unpopular take on on this whole thing, in that I think that you know as good as AI uh, is at mimicking artists, it's it could still be pretty derivative. You know, the images that are created, they're yeah. just they're just they're not original. They're just reflections of or. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Maybe, maybe they will be more original than, than 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 what I'm seeing. But yeah, like you know who else isn't original? 
most artists. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. I was like, yeah. what is originality? Most artists are just just schlocking. Like 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 if most artists that post their work on Instagram are basically just just there's zero originality. There's zero. Um, even thought it's just it's just practice they're they're practicing they're they're putting out their you know like 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 the same week like the you know the actress from uh the um the the adams family like show the terrible show on netflix like everyone's gonna draw her you know every artist is gonna draw her next month is gonna be pedro pascal he's gonna have a moment it's 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 so devoid of any originality and so now like ai is just gonna be like so you think it might force people to be more original because you're like, well, holy crap, I have to be more original in order to be different from, or I don't know. I mean, I, I, I do. And I think that, I mean, I don't, part of me is like, I don't know what AI has in store for us. And I don't know how much, because technology up to this point, I feel like it was really good at doing. And AI is kind of really good at thinking. And it might be thinking better than people. You know, if it's passing like the bar exam and all the medical exams better than like most humans, like that's not, you know, like it's using some like reasoning and it's using like the same kinds of like, you know, kind of processes like, that your processes brain works. That your yeah. brain is only better, right? Because it's like, it's not like, it, maybe it's not going to like make the same mistakes that you would make because you're just a stupid human. Yeah. And it's like a super learning machine. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're there yet, but I'm scared we will be. No, I know. (laughs) Where were we two months ago? No, I know. But as someone who plays pretty directly with the coding thing, it's good at tricking you into making it look like it's thinking. But it's not actually thinking. And yet, I say yet, because you see it try to reason. You see it talk through. But like, as an example, it can't solve a math problem on its own right. you have to tell it to go step by step and like walk itself but that through. will be you know, solved you know what, though? i don't know I, I, that's i don't know if that's entirely true because like like years ago there were like algorithms that um you, you just fed a ton of data into it uh like a ton of like math and then it generated like an answer yeah and the people who made the program they're like well this this is great, but we don't know the, what the question is. Right, right, right. This is because, like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. A, the AI knows like way ahead. Yeah. Of even the people putting it together. Yeah. Do you know what that was? I don't remember. No, but like also like you know like recently there was like the stuff like you 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 know um, the AI that like creates new um, uh, new uh, uh, um, food uh, things like you pointed at like your fridge. Yeah. And it gives you some like ideas of what to cook. Yeah. Well, there's AIs that tell you like like brand new food recipes, recipes that that no one's ever come up with. They're just like, "Hmm, let's put a crunchy thing with like a sweet thing and a tart thing based on Sounds kind of weird, but we'll Yeah. It comes up it Yeah. Have you seen that Friends episode where Rachel where they she do you watch? You're outing yourself. Okay. You watch Friends. <laughs> this is the most embarrassing moment of your life. Have you gone and taken a picture in front of the owl too? A little selfie. No, I haven't. But oh. the the there's an episode where she is making a dessert and then it flips to the wrong page, so she makes like this savory thing in the middle and then goes back to the dessert. 
And everyone's like, what the hell are we eating? And then Joey's like, this is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like chocolate, good. Meat, yeah. good. A- anyway, so. Well, I think through it, maybe maybe when I, uh, in my mind, cope and criticize is AI really reasoning. More than anything, it's probably putting down human thought of like, maybe we aren't actually thinking. And creativity is really drawing two things together. It's the derivative work to about. a certain degree, but it's derivative of you're pulling from two things that haven't ever been put together before. And these models are doing that and being creative because they're pulling different concepts like the sweet and savory together and making something new. But you have to, you know, as an artist or as a, any kind of creative person, you have to like have, you know, decades, unless you're like a savant or whatever, like you have, you have to have decades of, of, of training in like a, a specialized education system in order to get to a creative point where you could actually make something original yeah. that will be respected by your peers. And this shit can like... That is, the, that is the most... Yeah. I, I, I was wondering where you're going to go, but that is the craziest part because you just described your schooling and your journey, which was multi... Not just multi-year, multi-decade, yeah. right? So you, you, you liked art, you kept up with it, you went to... So that is an interesting and concept that's, And that's what the AI is being trained on, that whole journey. From like a million people. But, but that right? extrapolates not just to art, but to really yeah. so many things. Everything. Right? Yeah. Well, Which it's on, edu- AI is on its own journey right now, right? It's <laughs> it's in like third grade. It's a <laughs> it's prodigious third grader I mean, or whatever, it's but it's on its it journey. Got, it yeah. just got promoted early a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, okay. So one of the things that we were, we were chatting before this is your, your analog of um, photography, basically using a camera as a tool mm-hmm. and how... I mean, I'll let you you say it, but I thought sure. that would be an interesting kind of... Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, um, so I think, you know, the big question in this room is like, what happens next, right? Yes. And it's impossible to predict because, you know, 7 billion people in the world, you know, every 10,000th of them, every every 10,000, every, every one in 10,000 people learns to code uh, AI inputs, it's, that's crazy amount of innovation happening like overnight um impossible to know where that's going to go it's probably going to like change everything i think one thing that it's going to do is um uh, bring down the level of entry to everything yeah um and and it's hard to predict where it's going to go and how it's going to impact and revolutionize things and one way from an art, art history perspective that i could I could point to is like, well, what happened when photography came came around? You know, mid nineteenth century. Like, yeah. how did that affect art? You know, the art the art world. Um, and and um, you know, and how look, did it? I'm lo- curious. Looking at history, yeah, looking at history. Well, well, one thing is, well, a few things. One one thing is like with the like lead artists of that time, the people who were really kind of like, you know, the people that we look look to now as like the groundbreaking artists of that time. You you look at you know I was just I just saw like a retrospective of Winslow Homer, at at the the Met. It was incredible, um, such a just like an like a, a tremendous a tremendous painter, and oh, you see in his um, transform in his thirty forty years or whatever that he was creating these like incredible paintings. I from this perspective saw photography, and how it impacted him how it changed what the conversation was you know it for one thing 
um, and, and this is from like my college years of like learning about like Manet and doing like a, a, a history like term paper on it. Um, the concept of the viewfinder totally revolutionized how artists paint because you structure the painting completely different when you are basing your artistic um, um, composition on peripheral vision and then you're you're basing your composition on photos like like using photo references that have a finite um, a little rectangle that they're inside right completely alters the way that you structure a painting that's that's to begin with you know because like instead of like having like like nice little empty space around stuff all of a sudden you have things cut off yeah you know someone's so, so, someone is like 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 cropped into a, a, a an image that shit was not around before photography because people have yeah. people like the, the, like the last supper the last supper everybody's in there cut off. Yeah, everyone, yeah 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 um that doesn't really happen before photography came around because yeah. the concept of a viewfinder of something getting cropped got introduced with the introduction of cameras um, it's a it's a it's a very subtle thing, but it's gigantic because it 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 tells artists how to structure the image, which is all that art is. That is fascinating. Do you do you feel like there's already something showing up like that with these AI tools, where okay, a picture came along and suddenly things are cropped. No one real you know thought of that in terms of a view. Is um, there? A little thing like that you see in AI that's already changing the way people think about drawing or I'd have I'd have to think about it yeah. you know I'm not the most contemporary like aware person about the art world yeah. um, I mean I'm sure like you know uh, because because art in today's you know world is such a an open-ended conceptual question yeah. that anybody who also knows coding has already been messing around with AI and, and prompts and has generated stuff. There's AI art. Um, there's there's going to be like AI art museums like yeah. next week. You know. You know what's so interesting? It's mostly yeah. like people. The people who are playing around. Let me let me ask you a question. How many of your art friends are deep or exploring Mid Journey or kind of an art, a generative art tool? Um, I off the top of my head, I don't know, but I've, I also kind of, you know, I, I have my head in the sand a little bit. Yeah, so I don't know. but then you have a lot of folks who are engineers or maybe technically more curious who are doing it. I've actually noticed the best folks, there actually is a lot of like people who are, people who are good at generating art with AI as a tool, right? And they're, yeah. and, and so it's prompt generation, but it's also having a keen artistic eye and figuring out what you, what you want. Yeah. And so for sure. What have you I mean, seen as the, as the typical person who's good at that? Um, design oriented, they have, they, they, they kind of know what they want to see with regards to, to theme, which will, what, what will look good or be elicit some type of emotional response. Yeah. Right? And it may be a reference to like a Wes Anderson you, you may, you brought, brought up, right? Yeah. A reference to, oh, if we were, Hey, let's do a podcast, but we're Peaky Blinders actually. And we have certain outfits, but that would be interesting, right? So there's kind of juxtapositions you can do historically, but it's also fine tuning with language, actually what you want to see. So it's kind of just having like a good design sense because what they do is you have to prompt these things with like very specific language and they're really good at that. And they're good at spending the extra time to learn how to do that. I don't know. Is that consistent with what you see? I wish there was a way to pick out more particular attributes. I mean, that's all generally right. That feels intangible to me 
Because we've uh, tried to do it. We're not that, we're not we're that, not that good. good at it. <laughs> yeah. The two of us. And I know? actually have good time. But they, they spend... Yeah. It's also just an investment of time, I would say. Yeah. It I find a, people who are on Reddit a lot are good at this for whatever. But that's, a massive, a, that's a massive... That's a crazy thing to say. There's yeah. so many people on Reddit and the very specific yeah. group within that who's probably posting about it happens to be good at yeah. it. By the way, can you quickly show a couple of examples? I will. Uh, so while you were talking, I made... I yeah. threw in A.I. Hirschfeld, am I pronouncing that right? Mm-hmm. Inspired caricature of Obama. <laughs> These were four options we got back. What do yeah. you think? I think it's, it's totally wrong. <laughs> um, and, and, but but, but like, like it's, it's, com- it's completely and utterly incorrect. And, yeah. And, and, um, but that probably just means like, you know, someone hasn't thought of putting like, like Al Hirschfeld's like drawing, like yeah. a thousand yeah. Al Hirschfeld's drawing in, yeah. into into the the library from which this thing pulls, and they might do that in the next twenty minutes, yeah. and and, to, and this will be way better. Well, I love your comment about I think it's going to lower the bar, oh. because I think this I think it relates to what you just said in the sense that uh, P- experts are always unimpressed because I think they expect. Yet. That's what that's what he's saying. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Are the least impressed because it's it's like you see this and you know it's not Hirschfeld. I see it. and I'm like, wow, you know, because because to me, it, it, I went from a blank page to something. And the same thing is true with the coding ones, where if you actually are a good programmer, you see the function that it gives back to you, and you're like, this is terrible. Like it's not optimized. Even now, though, like, you're like, it's actually. I mean, okay. it's getting better. But if you if you don't know how to code, you're like, well, now I have this function that does what I wanted, and before I had nothing. So it's lowered the bar of like entry into the world. I mean, is every photo you take good? Taking photos means that you know you could get to a point where you can have you you could take an incredible photo. Yeah. And true. and 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 the fact that we're living no, in like right? yeah, and the fact that we're like living in like the age of of digital photography where you could, you know, instead of like like having to spend money on film and then waiting to get it developed and spending a bunch of money for development, like you could have like a trillion photos in your phone. You, you, you do. You know, that's actually a great analog because you could be like, oh, because with digital cameras and especially an iPhone where it's actually pretty good. What is it? Does that does that mean that people don't take photographs anymore? Absolutely not. There's a proliferation of not only photographs, but all kind of content. And then it's it actually makes it because it used to be oh my gosh you got to go into a dark room, think about it. it not so long ago. I don't well, know you when used to was. have one picture. Yeah, like you'd all get dressed up and you'd take the. Oh, horse. I remember going to we're this go. terrible mall called Owen Mills, and with my mom and dad, and then we're these like nerdy little Indian kids, and they take this photo, and it it actually like they're hilarious now. They're all over yeah. my house. You've seen them. Yeah, but, yeah, they are great. No, it's, I thought this one was was better, Wes Anderson style portrait of Obama. Yeah, of course. Uh, you you kind of got the colors and the framing right. The top they, left one's hilarious. They 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 just put more Wes Anderson yeah. stuff into the you know into yeah. the library. But can I just can I just quickly just go back to the photo thing? Yeah. So 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 on the one so on the one hand, you know, there's going to be little uh, s- kind of some more subtle ways in which we see things different, yeah. right? Just by like this new technology. The other side of this is that what did photography do to the portrait painter? It made them largely irrelevant. Totally, yeah. And, and, and up until that moment, portraiture was, you know, for hundreds and hundreds of years, um, in European art at least, 
um, the primary reason for an artist to be and to do. And, and first, photography comes around. It, it just totally like probably scares the shit out of every artist available, you know, who, who, who does, you know, portraits. And then what happens is photography gets cheaper. And then for a nickel, you can go to, you know, you can go get a, your picture taken. So, 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 so then port, portrait painting, which was the, the dominant way that artists supported themselves, uh, became um, a novelty. Yeah. Do you view that as a tension between, uh, I've heard the theme a few times of what you've said of, of like accessibility is lower. <clears throat> now anyone can create this. Is there, do you feel like there's a tension of like snobbery around where, okay, well it used to be, you'd had to have an expensive camera. Yeah. And so only photographers took pictures and now everyone can take a picture yeah. and arguably pictures are way better now than ever, but everyone can do it. Yeah. And so it feels less, um, like, is there like a gatekeeping almost feeling in the art community? By the way, as you answer that, as we round out, could you do a little drawing? Yeah, of course. Uh, and it could be of, of whatever, yeah. really. But snobbery was the, was the question. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how to point that question more specifically. But to me, it feels like, you know, uh, now you can go and get a picture taken for a nickel. And that feel like to an artist, it's like, well, that's not art because it's just a nickel, right? But... The accessibility of it is better, but th there's an undertone almost of like gatekeeping and snobbery to me of an art world of like, I trained as an artist and I can make mm -hmm. XYZ painting and now anyone can. Mm -hmm. And so that's sort of take, that's yeah, what, now, that's now what's AI. gone. Now AI can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you have like the, the screenwriters, uh, right. like, like them, the most like, you know, in, you know, creative, like clever people uh, who get paid well and right. like are, you know, it's a super selective yeah. industry of people, this super selective like group of people are begging the studios not to hire, not to basically just go to an AI program to replace yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like you could be a snobbery, you know, as snobbish as you want, but like basically I th what I think is going to happen is Something that cost a billion dollars is going to cost ten thousand dollars. That I agree with. So, so like, yeah. like, like Tom Cruise jumping out of an airplane, you know, in a, in like in like a Mission Impossible movie, and getting like eighty million dollars for that like year of his life, or or more, or whatever. Guess what? You could you could pump out a Tom Cruise script, right, yeah. from an AI from one program. Yeah. You could face swap Tom Cruise. Have you seen that video? Uh, oh yeah, I've Tom seen Cruise that video. Yeah. And the and the and the and the Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, yeah. like face swaps. They're they're amazing. Diesel yeah. got paid tens of billions of dollars yeah. to do the voice of Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Straight up, Vin Diesel got paid that much to do the voice of a tree. Yeah, like millions of dollars. Yeah. And so to your point, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. But like, remember, remember uh, when when um, the um, the Irishman came out. I don't. The, the Irishman, like the long the, movie, the long, the long yeah. movie. Yeah. So what happened was the Irishman came out. It was like a, the most expensive movie Scorsese's ever made. It was on Netflix. It was like the most expensive thing Netflix ever put their money in. They de-aged, um, you know, uh, De Niro and Pesci for for these roles where they were like in the fifties, and it looked stupid. And then the movie came out, and then 
you know, some somebody used a de-aging like like app basically to make like De Niro look like the De Niro in the like, Goodfellas, where they have you know just trained it on like a thirty year old De Niro movie. Yeah, and it looked a hundred times better. Than what Netflix spent probably like tens of millions of dollars on on makeup and stuff. No, on, on the aging. Oh, all oh, on the aging. No, before they used that, and then got they it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. Like the t- like the like like that's why like avatars look stupid as hell. Yeah. Because because James Cameron spent like a decade developing this technology that the, you know just for himself for this movie, yeah. while like somebody you know in their basement made something better yeah. like in like you know a few months I, mean, I always find watching older movies that like et yeah or or uh shark jaws jaws shark dude jaws like you watch jaws now and you're like that's yeah what a, yeah. well so maybe i know we're we're getting to close to the time here um so one thing that i was thinking about was i could have, have an illustration that looks like yeah, in, in, you know, comes out immediately from um, from Mid Journey or whatever it is. But we met and we had a conversation, and I think that made me care about it more. And that's just if someone gets you. I mean, you, you use the analogy in the first podcast around like a bottle of wine. You can just go get something shipped, but there's a if there's a human involved. This is, we love this is stories. Humans love stories. That I can be like. I went to the Renaissance Fair and I got my photo. So how do you think about? But, but I, I don't know. I don't know if that's always the case. case. You, you actually, actually so, but, but maybe, maybe in certain instances. But how do you think? How do you feel about like the, the concept of humanity being involved in the creation of, of art? So, whoa, whoa, <laughs> that's yeah. whoa. Let's, 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 let's take, take a step back. Yeah, um, I only had one cup of coffee, bro. So, so yeah, exactly. So uh, there's a there's a couple of in my in my own personal experience. There's a couple of ways to answer that question. I think one is. I don't think what we're doing, like when I sketched you um, at an event, I don't think that's necessarily going anywhere because yeah. because um, people do like like we do live events, right? The whole point is for you to go to a party and or or an event or whatever, and for that event to have like a really interesting, fun, um, artistic um, thing. Yeah. It's right? an it's live. It's experience. Yeah. yeah, and it could be like us. It could be something else. It could be like like a performer. But what we're doing there is cre- is 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 cr- adding something to the live event experience. Correct. I don't think that's going to go anywhere. Yeah. Because uh, like, I don't. You know, I, I just don't. However, oftentimes uh, when we go to these events, we're right next to a photo booth. Yes, and the photo booth oh, is a perfect AI photo booth. That's gonna be right. Like, like within the last year, there's like a, oh, a that's new... a good idea, actually. Yeah, but but you but but like, who cares, right? Because like yeah. you could just do like an AI photo booth on your phone. Yeah. yeah, and 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 you know, like within the last year, there's like a new thing where they do like a spinning camera thing. Oh yeah, and I just they... went to a wedding. Yeah, novelty, but it's fun. So it's yeah. a new novelty that's going to revolutionize you know, the, 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 the selfie photo booth for that year or whatever. Yeah. And I'm sure that like that is going to be, you know, an AI thing is going to help with the next phase of that. Yeah. You know, um, because ultimately all you need is like a tech guy to like go to the event, bring the, bring the hardware, make sure things are you know wired and set up to the Wi-Fi, And then like with, with a, with dead eyes, just sort of like, you know, like take take photos of people, maybe give them some props. Yeah. So so that's going to you know maybe their thing is going to be like 
updated. But our thing, it's I think I think it's a little bit too separate. And I think that maybe some of the studio illustration that we do, yeah, is gonna disappear because or the calligraphy just... maybe for the handbags. Or... No, no, because that's I also a physical that. thing. Yeah. yeah, that's the night you want the texture. The you know, you don't just print a wedding invitation. Versus getting a calligrapher, like you know, like you could already. Even if it print. looks the same, you do you want? I mean, you. I mean, you like you you print it because it costs less, right? But like if if you choose the calligraphy because it's nicer, right? Like we have the tech now, you could do calligraphy imitations, and people pay for the calligraphy. I mean, you yeah. could, you could have calligraphy style printed. That's what I mean. my point, right? And people yeah. choose calligraphy for a reason because of the human element. You think. Well, in that case, I think the quality of it, the texture, the you know, the but what if the, it looked it, exactly the same? But it it doesn't though, you know. Really, it doesn't. I mean, you know better than me, but it just it's different. Like you can tell it was calligraphy, like like, like versus printed yes. calligraphy font. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, the best calligraphers will make it look like a calligraphy font. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but 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 it is it is about. I mean, yeah, anybody can just print a, a card. Like in store, uh, you know, you just you type in the message and it just yeah. prints it out. Um, having like the 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 actual painter in there, like laboriously doing it, um, it it's part of the experience. It's yeah. it's it's it is it is um, it it is a um, it, you know it is a, an experience of the moment. Yes, I don't think that's going to go anywhere. Every every piece of art that I've paid like a decent amount of money for, it's someone that I know. Who, or like have met yeah. or like give a shit about in yeah. terms of this, you, this is giving me a weird vibe though of what mm. you just said of like that. where was the human labor the toil it reminded, <laughs> for some reason it makes me think of I was at this diner in Maine one time mm-hmm. we were all having brunch there was a group of 10 of us mm-hmm. and the waitress I promise this relates the waitress went around and for everyone who ordered their breakfast I got an omelet she asked would you like uncaged eggs for a dollar more and which is an odd question, like just they probably taste better though. Yeah, but I'm not gonna sit there and say I prefer the caged eggs. <laughs> Everyone took the dollar oh, more, but it's a little bit of like you know what I, I did want my chicken to suffer a little bit. I wanted him to work a little harder. Like I actually want the, the toil egg. That like for the, what you guys just said reminded me of that. Like you know what I want my art. I wanted someone to sweat, right? To for me to get my piece of art. But there is. Yeah. But they also about get compensated that. for that. To job, right? Well, we hope. Yeah, yeah. We hope they get. <laughs> Anyways, on that, on that. Well, hang on. I have one okay. more thing. If yeah. if you if you have a few extra minutes, sure, you're right. of course. Uh, the photographer. Back to like kind of the boycott AI comment at the very beginning, and then your photography point. Um, was there? Are you aware that there was there a boycott movement of photography at any point? There's a boycott movement of every new technology. Yeah, uh, always. So there was the Luddites. Yeah. yeah. yeah Do course. you think that it's different? I mean, this type, time? like you, you, you know, you know what I think about uh, uh, toiling. Yeah. Fuck toiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, 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 like the whole point of of life is to not make it miserable. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 like, why spend ten thousand hours on something that could take ten minutes? That is a banger of a statement. <laughs> yeah, fuck toilet. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, fuck human toilet. Like, like, yeah. like, like, why, why, like, why do you need to learn 
And why do you need to learn, like, like you know, why do you have to be an expert in something when you could just go to the, AI, you know, go to like an app and let it give you a shortcut? Yeah. It's all about shortcuts, right? It's like... And then maybe you could spend your energy doing something else. I guess that's the positive thing. Yeah, yeah. More leisure or, you know, more like, you know, depression. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there or is creation. I mean, the benefit is like, okay, cool. Humans naturally... Well, that's the thing. I think, I think there's just like the lowered bar of entry will mean that there's... It's not that... I think there's just going to be way more art. Yeah, there certainly will. There's yeah, it's going to be created by a, a machine, like you know, like you know, the human that's guiding it, perhaps, right? or not, or not. Or yeah, not. Or, or or a clever app that you pay pennies to, and it, it like generates like like a beautiful logo for your business that yeah. maybe like the artist that you would hire would have done like a shittier job. Yeah, and it's like sorry, guy, like um, figure out your next step, like be creative, be be be. And and being creative is really really tough. It's the toughest thing, and it should and it should be the toughest thing. It shouldn't be like ten thousand hours of creating an artwork that, like I, I I you know I look at like all that like super realistic like people like you know like toiling to create like a photorealistic artwork. It's like why? That's such a waste of your energy and time. God, that's so interesting. Yeah, it does. That's my personal. Yeah, it it feels like there's like this hazing mentality built into humans of like, well, I did it, so you have to do it, right? But that's always existed. Like our grandparents, like, oh, I I carried the bucket of water. I walked up the hill both ways to school. (laughs) Yeah, I even hear people now say, "Well, our kids will never learn how to drive." Like, what a shame! It's like cars have existed for eighty years, a hundred years. Like, who cares? Like and then we'll be back to not driving. A hundred, yeah, a hundred years, a hundred years ago, uh, like like eighty percent of the country was farmers, and now it's like you know one percent. Yeah. Um, you know, a thousand years ago, like land was super cheap and food was really expensive. Yeah. Like, like let's let's go with progress. Let's hope it doesn't That's like really destroy good. us. Okay. So yeah. on that note, this I'm is a fascinating. Episode. Episode. Cool. Really cool. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Sure. Thank you guys.